Welcome to Positivity Strategist, a podcast that injects a good deal of optimism and possibility into your life at home and at work. Conversations with thought leaders and everyday people shine the light on what works and amplifies those everyday micro moments of positivity, irrespective of what else is going on. You'll be energized by lots of practical tips, inspiring you to live a truly satisfying and meaningful life. Hello and welcome to Positivity Strategist episode 62. This show is different from most of my other shows because in this show I'm not the interviewer. I'm in fact being interviewed by a master's student at the University of Pennsylvania. Amanda Lankert is studying a master's in organization development and change, as I did many years ago at Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. Amanda first reached out to me to interview me to interview me about appreciative inquiry, as that was part of her course. However, I wasn't available at that time that she needed the interview, so we agreed she'd reach out again and interview me about marketing consulting services. So this is my story of how I've developed and grown businesses or my business over the years as an organization change consultant. As Amanda did such a great job of transcribing the interview and sent me the audio files, I asked Amanda's permission to publish it as an episode on Positivity Strategist podcast and she graciously agreed. I hope you'll find it of interest, particularly if you're starting out as a new consultant. Oh, just a note about the audio quality. Amanda interviewed me over the telephone, so my regular listeners will note that it's not my usual audio standard, the usual audio quality. But I trust you'll find it of value and you'll stick in there and listen to it just the same. So thank you, Amanda, for choosing to interview me. And it's over to you. Well, I'm excited to finally get to talk to you. I know we've kind of been bouncing back and forth for a little while, but uh, I'm excited about this. Um, Good. So I have questions, and I hope everything was okay with those. And if you're okay with it, I'll just kind of start right into it. Yeah, absolutely. So just tell me a little bit about you and what you're, what you're particularly interested in, Amanda. Just give me a little context. So um, I'm currently a supervisor for a government agency. I work in the Washington, D.C. area, um, and I decided recently to get my master's in organization development and change. Um, I actually didn't realize how geared toward consulting that the program was, but I feel like it's still relevant to me in my current job. And actually, in the future, I'm, I'm interested in pursuing a consulting career, perhaps. Um, mm-hmm. So... And then this current class, like I told you before, is geared toward marketing. Um, and, you know, there's obviously a ton that I'd love to talk to you about. But as you can see, the, the questions are, are definitely focused on the marketing aspect. So I hope that's okay. Yeah. And are these questions that were given to you or did you create these questions? So she gave us a list of questions and she said we could use them or create our mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. Them for the part I think I threw on there a couple of extra ones also. Um, so Okay. Good. Okay. And you got what you needed when you interviewed somebody for the appreciative inquiry, right? Yes. And it was actually yeah. he was he was brand new into consulting. Um, I still feel like I got some good insight, but I feel like you've you definitely have a lot more experience, so I'm excited about this. 
Okay, good. Well, let's see how we go. I'm here to um, support you and see what I can offer you. Okay, awesome. All right, so I'll start off with the first question. How do you market your services, and so where do you get most of your business? <laughs> well, I've been doing it a while. <laughs> so um, um, I would say, Amanda, that from, from my experience, and um, it's a relational business, right? So it's all about the relationships that you develop. Um, I see everything is kind of relational, and I... Um, and I think, you know, it, it's come from word of mouth. I mean, going way back like 20 years when I was still working in Australia, or 25 years, I came from KPMG, which was a big consulting firm. So I come out of that kind of big consulting firm background. Okay. And um, when I left there, I had developed a lot of relationships with existing clients and colleagues, and we just kept working together. And that's that's really been my process. And then when I moved to the United States, which is about um, 16 years ago, I knew absolutely nobody. Um, I came because I fell in love with my husband. Um, well, he wasn't my husband at the time, but he ended up being my husband. And um, awesome. I, I knew nobody. And so the only way that I started to get business here, and this may be relevant, but I think, you know, let me just go back. I think it really does come down to the relationships that you've had you know, through through your education, through your working career, through your family, through your social life. So that's how it's worked for me. So coming here and I knew nobody, um, I started going to all these different networking groups like the ODN group in New York City and the training and development group and to different associations. So, so out of that, I found people that I could relate with and talk to and I got a lot of associate work that way to get me started because I didn't have a, a reputation of my own. Um, and so it came through those those relationships. Uh, how, how would you say your marketing strategy has changed since you first started? Well, it's still very relational focused. Um, and I think the other thing that I did when I came here um, and I did my appreciative increase certification. So I went to all the kind of networking groups where the kind of work that I do is valued, right? So I was not wasting my time in doing stuff that didn't, wasn't valued. And I, um, I, so it was kind of finding the right people. And I actually, when I did my AI work, I, I volunteered a lot. I, I volunteered to work with David Cooper Ryder and the leaders in, you know, the thought leaders in the field, Marge Schiller, um, Lindsay Godwin, Jackie Stavros. I mean, all of these people who are very well known in appreciative inquiry mm -hmm. and I wanted to be, I wanted to be known in that space. So I, I sat at their feet and I volunteered with them. And so they became really good friends and allies and thought partners. And so I do a lot of work with them and, and I'm very well known in the field. So I guess it's, it's through relationships again and making the right connections and mixing with the right people. The other thing I would add to that is that um, since being in Appreciative Inquiry, I've worked on a very strong web presence. I mean, I think you found me on the web, did you? How yes. did you find me? Yeah. So I've been, you know, in the most recent days, I'd say in the last six years or so, I've been very strategic in building a strong authority on the web 
with a content marketing strategy. And that's okay. what I that's what's different now. So I create a lot of content. I have a podcast, I have a blog, I'm published, um, I have a video channel. So I have been consciously, strategically creating that content to optimize my search engine um, finding and that is working for me. Yeah, I hired a digital strategist and um, who um, and you know that's working for me. So that's probably the difference now. Being mm-hmm. published, being a speaker, having a TEDx talk. I mean, all the things that you see on my website. Um, right. Has, it's, so it's an inbound strategy, um, as my my marketing coach tells me. So it's an inbound strategy. People come to me rather than me kind of going out and and looking for them. Right. Um, so when it comes to your website. Uh, do you produce all of that content, like for your blog and such, or do you actually hire people sometimes, or bring in guest uh, bloggers or anything like that? At the moment, Amanda, it's all been my own content. I mean, I do have some support with um, some of the production side of it, particularly with the podcast. But I kind mm-hmm. of write everything myself because I'm very fussy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoy it. I mean, actually, I enjoy the writing and I enjoy talking to my podcast guests and then I do my own editing of the um, the audio files. And I mean, I, I used to have somebody help me, but when I learnt the skills myself, I now do it myself. So I, spend a, I invest a lot of my time in creating content because I enjoy okay. Mm-hmm. And this isn't on the, the questions list either, but just out of curiosity, how long do you think it took you to get to get on solid ground, so to speak, with your business? When I rebranded to Positivity Strategist, I was Positive Matrix before that for a number of years. It took less than two years. Wow, that seems fast, wow. Yeah, no, it's really having the right, I mean, it's really a digital strategy, right? Um, Mm -hmm. um, So I think that, that, and again, I'm very fortunate to, to have that support. So that's how it happened so fast. Okay. And and knowing the right, you know, the right formula, I guess, for how do you move from an Alexa ranking of in the millions to being in the hundred, you know, um, hun- the hundred thousands rather than in the millions? And how do you optimize your blog posts and, and the show notes for the podcast so that the, that the titles are um, are attractive and people will find them or open them on Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook. So, you know, I don't know if you, you know, I I worked also on my social media presence as well. Um, so, you know, that took, that, as I say, it took about um, 18 months to two years to really um, create a robust presence, I guess. Okay. Uh, what approaches to marketing your services have proven to be most effective and why do you think that is? Um, well, I think the, I think it's a combination of the two. I think being of service to others, um, mm-hmm. really having a high high quality of work, high standard, um, and that you know developing the relationships. And even though you know you don't even know how far into the future some of these relationships might pop up, and you know they say, "Hey, remember when we met so and so." So that's it. And then I think 
being working strategically on being a thought leader through content in today's world. Okay. And having a lot of inbound links back to the website. So, you know, if you get if you get mentioned in Forbes or HuffPost or any of those kind of things, mm-hmm. that really helps. Um, does, is, is this a value to you? Is this making sense to you? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Would you say any of um, the approaches that you've tried have not been effective? Well, I think I alluded to one that, you know, when I first came here, I thought I, and it's, you know, times have changed since then, but I did invest in getting a brand, which I've since changed. I've changed my brand about three times. And okay. I, invested a lot, I invested a lot in the collateral. So it was like, you know, having the right letterhead and the right cards. Mm-hmm. I spent thousands of dollars in all of that, and I don't use it. Wow. So, <laughs> for me, the print marketing collateral is just not worth it. I mean, you don't even need a business card today, but, I mean, you do need a business card, but really it's kind of... I mean, this interesting thing, when I ran out of business cards at one time... I said, give me your business card. and I, So you do need business cards. And I said, I'll reach out to you. So I had a great opportunity to, you know, take the, the business cards, the people that I really wanted to connect with, and then email them um, right. because they, they wanted my contact information. So that, mm-hmm. again, you know, becomes like you have an opportunity to connect with them and have a relationship. So you, I guess you still do need a business card, but um, you throw it out as soon as you... You know, you exactly. don't have business cards and you don't, you don't have a roll of decks anymore. You know, I never did have a roll of decks. I just had a big drawer with a lot of mess in it. But I, um, uh, you know, I, I think those kind of that print stuff is to me expensive and not required. Okay. So I guess your lessons learned there would just be to focus more on the digital side. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. And, and, and developing your content. Okay, right. And this might kind of tie back into the last question, but what have you learned about marketing consulting services that you wish you had known when you first started out? Hmm. Um, being in the flow, um, trusting your gut, and just knowing when it's time to move on and look for the next opportunity rather than try and, you know, force a relationship. Okay. Um, Particularly if it's like a relationship, you know, like, let me try and think of a specific example. Um, You know, for example, if I were to to work in a meeting and I were to meet like the OD director of a big corporation and I thought, wow, I'd love to... You know, I'd love to get into that organization and work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I and there wasn't kind of an instant rapport, or there wasn't, or you know, we tried. I tried an email to reach out to them and didn't get a warm response. I I wouldn't I, I wouldn't pursue it. I would just say thank you and move on. You know, whereas maybe in the early days I might have thought, well, I'll just keep trying. Um, and I don't know if that just comes from experience. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I just think moving on, not getting attached or too serious or too concerned about not growing a business. 
you know, right. being a bit more relaxed about it. And so I think it's kind of like just being in your own integrity and being very authentic. I think the, the more the more I, you know, with experience, that can, seems to pay off. Mm-hmm. And would you I say... Mean, like, um, sorry, go ahead. No, I don't know. I would say, I mean, it'd be interesting, you know, this is kind of a bit of a one-way um, conversation. It's an interview rather than a conversation. So I don't know what your experience is, you know, um, whether... That, this makes sense to you or whether you No, it definitely makes sense. I was curious if um if maybe like you said that comes from experience and the fact that maybe you've built your business more now so you don't feel as much of a need to pursue some leads or mm-hmm. is that just does it just turn out better for you whenever you click more with a client um and have yeah. more reports said? Yeah. And I think um, I think the other part of that too, Amanda. I agree with all of that. And I think the other piece of that is um, I because I focus very. I always have focused on participatory methodologies. So it's mm-hmm. about whole stakeholder engagement. It's about um, kind of democratizing the workplace. It's it's not hierarchical. It's about shared leadership. It's about um, you know giving voice to all. I know that there are certain contexts that don't follow that same, or don't have that kind of culture, or don't have that worldview. So I'm wasting my time and their time if I were to go in and try and change their, um, you know, their mindset or their paradigm about stuff. So in other mm-hmm. words, it's also putting the investment, you know, my own energy, my own resources, my own knowledge and experience to people who. Um, who want that kind of outcome and are already on the pathway to do that, then it's a much more synergistic, much more valuable, um, mutually beneficial experience. Absolutely. Unfortunately, the government is not like that, so I'm struggling with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you might work with a leader or you will, might work with a team that really wants to create that kind of culture. And so... You you know you can do it in you can do it in small pockets and that's happened to me too where there's been I mean I've worked with governments as well and and I've worked mm-hmm. a lot in Jersey City I mean I get called into Jersey City to do a lot of um, community work in different communities and neighborhoods and it's because the bureaucracy itself can't do it um, and so I and I've been called in by other consultants who are very strongly prescriptive driven or formulaic and they know that I don't have that way of doing so they ask me to come in and do that kind of work because they don't know how to do it so Mm -hmm. sometimes there are leaders or there are teams or there are other people who say we see the value in it but we don't know how to do it and we could just kind of do it you know a little bit by little bit and once you once you start to give people a taste of what it's like to create their own vision and to um, come up with their own values. It's just so freeing. And right. they, want more of, they want more of it. And I'd say that's marketing in itself too, is just kind of giving them a little taste of it here and there. Absolutely. And particularly with, um, that's really um, insightful, because really with an you know, appreciative inquiry, the way that I market, if, if I, I mean, I've never described it that way before. It's coming out of my mouth for the first time. <laughs> but it's all it's all it's always about um 
giving people the experience. So, you know, I would ask an appreciative question. Um, you know, what if you were to do this? Or um, when have you felt most alive? Or when has your leadership been most effective? So people start telling the story. And when they have that experience, that's when you see a whole different physiological shift and people start to embrace and see the potential in, in the kind of direction that you're co-creating. Because the other part of all of this is, you know, and this, this is another way of marketing, it's that it's a, a shared co-creative co-construction of what mm -hmm. you're seeking to, to offer. So it's all in the experience. Absolutely. I love that. Mm, good. Uh, what unique challenges have you faced in marketing your services based on the kind of consulting that you do, and how have you met those challenges? Well, I think we've been talking about that. I think it's um, coming up with old mindsets, like um, very hierarchical. Um, and you know, hierarchy is good. I'm not knocking hierarchy, but it's kind of like command and control where the boss is the boss and the boss is not willing to to embrace other perspectives or other ideas or to mm -hmm. share responsibility. So I think when you come up against old mindsets, they're the kind of challenges that I that I face. And you know, it's very clear I think in what I'm saying is that most of the marketing is coming from the relationships that I create and the content and the messages that I have. So if I'm very clear about those messages and who I can um, have impact, you know, have impact with. Then, if those things aren't present, then they're challenges, and therefore it's not going to work. So there really has to be, I think, like an aligned sensibility around philosophy. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. What trends exist, if any, that might be changing the way that consulting services are marketed? Yeah, this is nice. Um, um, hmm. Well, I think it is the direction in which appreciative inquiry and these participatory methodologies are heading. I think we are in, we are recognizing the value of community. We know that one person can't be the leader and has all the answers. We know that collaborations are really important. We have the tools and the technologies to do to do this, but we have to change the mindsets. And so the mindsets are around that you know we have to do we are interdependent, we are interconnected. You know, working in isolation doesn't help anybody. That fragmentation and doesn't work. So it's really, you know, it's about being a whole person and recognizing that we're in this world together and, and if we don't recognize that, we're just going to, you know, we're not going to survive. So I think um, the trends are that it's around collaborations, it's around communities of practice, it's around shared leadership, it's around breaking down you know, the command and control kind of structures. Unless you're in the army, it's life-threatening and, you know, <laughs> you've got to follow the rules. But, you know, mm -hmm. particularly if you're in a creative space, you know, you're working in marketing or you're working in education or you're working in science even, other than regulatory things, pharmaceuticals and financial institutions have great challenges because they have a lot of compliance and regulatory issues that govern them. 
which can, you know, but you can still work around it. So I think, you know, just valuing individual creativity and individual potential is, is where we're heading. And we see it politically, we see it, you know, grassroots level, um, and we see it in people who are just not kind of willing to follow the rules as much anymore. Right. It's definitely catching on for sure. And that's, you know, we've even had within my own team and the government a few discussions mm. about a inquiry. And I mean, I can just tell you so many stories of working with teams and where, for example, there'd been, I can give you a specific example that I'm thinking of, that I was working in a financial institution and they just had a huge rollout of a software thing. And, um, and, you know, they'd worked very hard on this, the whole team, you know, a global team working really long hours for years. And then, you know, when you roll it out, it, um, things don't always work. And so it's, you know, what you choose to focus on. Do you focus firstly on the things that didn't work? Or do you go and say, look, hey, team, we did a really awesome job and some things worked and some things didn't work. So let's right. get a sense of, um, you know, proportion here. And usually so much more works than the things that didn't work, right? Or there's so much that is good about a person that isn't good about a person. So you, you, you can actually start to develop conversations and solutions when you allow people to feel, well, yes, there are good things that, about me, about this team, about the work that we did, and there are things that we can do better. So it's kind of where mm-hmm. you put the attention and um, and you would know that if you're appraising people or evaluating work, to get people in a place where they want to be kind of um, working with you on finding solutions, um, mm-hmm. it's a good place to start with. Because I'm coming up on uh, our end of year reviews. so <laughs> <laughs> Good. And people get apprehensive about this and they get worried and concerned and lose sleep. But if you were to start off with, you know, tell me that's been a high point of your year. What are you really proud of that you've done this year? And it totally shifts their, you know, their whole sense of being. And then you can start addressing, well, you know, there are growth opportunities here. What might they be? So um, that's Mm -hmm. what the whole appreciative worldview is. It's really starting with, what works, what people are proud of, so that when they access those positive states, they're far more resourceful and far more creative and far more open to talk honestly and candidly about stuff and are therefore more open to receive advice that we want to give or (laughs) recommendations or, you know, feedback that may serve them. So it's really valuable to come from that more appreciative, valuing perspective to start with. Absolutely. That's great advice. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So going back to uh, the trend of, you know, the changing mindset, Mm -hmm. what advice do you have for prospective consultants taking advantage of of that trend? Um, Yes, what could I say there, Uh, prospective consultants? Asking really good questions. Very good affirmative questions, listening, of course, and, you know, this is nothing brand new. I'm offering you at all, Um, but it's seeing that person as another human being um, 
and being really authentic and clear and strong in yourself. Right. I think also, like I said earlier, I think aligning yourself with good people, do some pro, you know, if you can work alongside somebody, um, so that they get to know you and get to know the quality of your work. Or if you, I think, you know, the other thing about today, we are far more sharing. We're moving into a sharing economy. So we're much more, you know, giving stuff away, you know, sharing your resources, sharing your knowledge, sharing your power, sharing your assets. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's totally valued. So, you know, that's part of marketing, like being being a giving, being a sharing, being a generous person. Right. With, with your with your knowledge and your assets. So there's this kind of mutuality of benefits. The biggest um, I guess lesson there is just taking the time to truly connect with people rather than making a lot of superficial connections. And I think the other thing for prospective consultants maybe is having a good web presence and okay. so focusing on creating good content, being very clear about what you know what you stand for, you know, the you know, your why, if you know the Simon Sinek um, TED talk, you know, your why, understanding your purpose, the value that you're adding. Mm-hmm. That 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 comes through. Um that's a less overwhelming way to look at it too when you really focus mm-hmm. on just being authentic and connecting with a few rather than mm-hmm. trying to reach out to them. Yeah, so I don't know, you know, maybe, you know, I'm just, this is just who I am and I keep coming back to relationships and people and it's kind of small. It's nothing other than the web. I mean, you know, I think the web means, you know, with my book that I published and with my email list and my podcast following, I get people all over the world reaching out to me. Um, and that's kind of the vision I had. I wanted people to come to me because they could see that I had something of value to offer. Right. Um, so, But, you know, that doesn't come overnight. I think it comes with experience. Mm-hmm. But if if you can be clear about what your vision is and what your intention is to start with and then just step by step, bit by bit, reinforcing that. Exactly. Mm. So based on your experience, do you have any other advice for prospective consultants regarding marketing? Anything we haven't discussed yet? Well, uh, it's, to me, it's um, it kind of comes down to my values. It's it's continuing to be a student, <laughs> continuous learning. It's um, a great way to put it. Yeah, just valuing so many perspectives, even the things that you don't like or the things that you you think you will, you know, you often learn from your own failings, of course, or bad experiences. So it's it's really everything is valuable. So. Um, and nothing's kind of a waste of time because you learn how not to do things. It's just as how you learn how to do things. Um, and being kind to yourself. Absolutely. Well, that is the last question that I have, and I feel so privileged to be able to have this conversation with you. So thank you again 
for taking the time to, to talk to me. Oh, Nandi, you're welcome. I'm, I'm happy we finally did connect. And yes. um, so what are you doing with all this information? So we're going to, I'm going to, ha I'm going to write a transcript, but really what we're going to do is then share it with our classmates so that we can, you know, others can learn from, you know, what you said and I can learn from other interviews that other, uh, other members of my, oh, great. my class mm -hmm. have done. It's really just a big learning opportunity for all of us. I think that's awesome. I think that's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's an example, I think, of the, you know, the trends and that you're, you're, you know, was one of your questions. I'm excited to share, you know, everything that you said with, with my classmates, too. So thank you again. Oh, you're most welcome. Well, I'm glad we finally got together. And if I can be a resource to you or service, let me know. I appreciate that so much. Also, you can be notified of new episodes by email. Links to all these suggestions are available on positivitystrategist.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening and remember, what you focus on grows, so grow towards your best.